This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello, and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we talk about the Aragon books or the Inheritance Cycle. I'm Austin, otherwise known as Teacup. I am one of your hosts for this podcast. And my name is Shelby. You might also know me as SheCup. Yeah, and so we're here to talk about Aragon. But before that, I want to remind you to please like and review us on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us five stars and some words, we will read them out on a future episode of the show. And also come and join our Discord, the Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. You can find that link in the episode description. And yeah, so come hang out with us. So today we are talking about the Worshippers of Hellgrind, which this chapter starts with the next day that they're in Drosleona. Aragon wakes up and he is alone. And Brom has basically told him that he left him money for food, uh, and told him to explore the city and enjoy himself, but stay unnoticed. It's basically reads like, uh, mom, I'm working late. Here's $20 order pizza. Don't burn down the house. For sure. They burn down the house anyway. Right. Um, and so Aragon explores the city. Uh, he kind of explores whatever, um, he interacts with a slave trade. And it's really kind of the first time that we really see Aragon exercise caution in like a point where he begins to try to free these slaves, but then he stops and realizes that he would do more harm than good by doing that. I just have to say, I was so proud of Aragon. Well, first I was really stressed for him because I was like, this is not, this is not what Brom told you to do. Like, you're going to kill all these people. Like, this is not, this is not the right way. Like, no, you're doing the wrong thing. I'm stressed for the scene you're about to cause. And then he like restrains himself and I'm like, oh, is this growth? Wow. Didn't know I did that. I also like just in the next paragraph after that, it's like, I wish someone would fight me. Right, right. I know. It's so teenage boy. And um, then he has the thing about like his role as a writer, that there are things he could stop if he started fighting the Empire. Um, and just all about there. And then Aragon goes to the Cathedral of the wor- Worshippers of Hellgrind where we just get a kind of exploring of that. Uh, And he, after he's exploring and kind of looking at the cathedral, he turns around and the Razak are standing in the door. Um, And soldiers then show up and Aragon has to escape and he finds Brom and they have to escape the city. 
and they have a conversation about what they need to do next. And then the chapter ends with Aragon being knocked unconscious. Yeah. Holy ending. Like that was crazy. Austin, uh, for the listeners, Austin, when we were preparing for this episode, he was like, oh, I can't wait until you get to the end of this chapter. And I was like, oh, really? Why? And he was like, I just can't wait for you to see the ending and see what your reaction is. Like, you are not going to be able to resist reading ahead. And I was like, okay, bet. And I didn't, I didn't read ahead. I did resist. So just FYI, there's that. (laughs) The only reason that you resisted is because you didn't want to continue writing notes. No, the only reason I resisted is because you said I couldn't. Okay. It is. Also, the notes is a factor, but but yeah. Um. So are we ready for my impressions? I am. So I just thought it was really funny that Aragon wakes up and, you know, Brahms left him this note that basically says, have fun and be safe. And it's like, what is fun? When has he ever been able to have fun thus far, right? When he was swimming in the lake and flying for the first time. That's about it, truthfully. Right, right. And then I still laugh, as we said earlier, like, here's money for food. Like, this is money for food. Don't blow it. On blow. (laughs) Don't get high. Don't get drunk again. No, yeah, no, that's accurate. But um, there's another little cute line in this chapter that um, he basically says, Aragon basically says, um, this city is interesting, but there's nothing as cute or nothing as interesting as Angela's herb shop in Tyrum, which I just thought was sweet. And I loved that. And I really want Solemn Bum to come back. And that's a prediction I have that I I think is going to come true. I'm manifesting it. Okay. I may be disappointed, but I'm manifesting it. (laughs) what else um yeah so i think we should talk about the slave auction in a little bit more detail you know at first it's interesting like i i am i am slick on the lingo like i know what this is about and um aragon reading it he doesn't he's like well where are the animals like i don't see any animals and it takes him like a while to process like okay this is these are enslaved people that are being sold and he's like he can't comprehend it because he's never seen that um and then he's you know so angry so upset and i think that it really shows his naive naivete um he's been sheltered we've gone over this multiple times but like i I guess I just find it a little bit hard to believe that he never would have seen any slavery, like not growing up, like no one traveling with the, with the merchants that came to Carvajal every year, not in Tiram, like not on the way, not even any signs of it in any of the villages they went through all the way, like to Derrit and, and some of these other places. Um, I, so I just found it a little bit hard to believe that he'd never even seen slavery or like never even had a concept of it. I think that this can be chalked up to the fact that the writers had outlawed slavery previous to Galvatorix's reign. Mm-hmm. And so it's, remember that Galvatorix, the writers have only been dead for a hundred years. 
And but a they, lot can change in a hundred years. Right. But they ruled for thousands. So there's been in Allegasia, there's been more time without slaves than with slaves. I guess that's fair. Um, and, and so I guess in this point in like the remote time or the remote places of Allegasia, like Carvajal, like Tyrum, like the spine the trade is the thing has probably not come back yet. And so it's only really in the major urban areas where the slave traders will go to sell. Yeah. I don't want to get too off topic on this. I see that point, but at the same time, like, you know, think about real world history. Like we had in our country, a couple hundred years of slavery um, before it was abolished in the civil war in the 1860s. And then, you know, it's been like 160 years since the Civil War, like, you know, pretty equal time period. So can you imagine, like, we're 160 years past slavery and, like, we know that it exists. We know that it was a thing. Right. I agree with that. My only other thing is that their world is not as connected as ours. Um, But again, I think it, I think it's just... Polony doing trying to like show Aragon's shelteredness whether or not that's accurate or not is up to the world lore yeah no I agree with that I just think it's I think it's a flaw in my opinion I just do um but I don't want to get too bogged down on it because it's not that big of a deal um but I do agree with you that this is a moment of growth for Aragon, even in that naivete, because he is able to restrain himself and control himself and like not just unleash his fury on everyone and everything. Um, so that's definitely growth. Good job. Um, and then he's like wandering around the city and he's just like, it's so menacing. It's so terrifying. It's so scary looking. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you should be aware of your surroundings. And he's not, and he wanders into this cathedral and he's like almost praying. And then he's like, oh shit, they're here. And I'm just like, what, what have you done? Like, were you not watching over your shoulder? Were you not making sure you weren't being followed? Like, you know, all the things that I know Brahm has taught you. Right. I guess like what gets me with this is that I'm sure like, you know, the worshippers of Hellgrind, the religion of Hellgrind is a pretty grotesque practice. Yeah. Um, And, but it's just like, I'm sure this cathedral is like an architectural marvel. I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm sure that it is captivating. Um, And, you know, like, we both have our own problems with the Catholic Church, but have you never been like captivated by the artwork of a cathedral? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Right. I think that's what he is, is he's never experienced something as eloquent, elegant, or as majestic as Mm -hmm. this. And so he's just kind of staring about it so much that it like prompts a religious response, which I just think is interesting. Mm -hmm. Because we're not really told like what Aragon believes in. Well, we don't like, really get anything about their, like, religious beliefs at all in Allegasia, generally, at least yet, so. Right. 
Yeah, no, I think that's an absolutely fair point. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, you're being hunted, you know, you're in this like eye of the needle, like eye of the hurricane, like you're in the pit um, where you're in the most danger, you know that. And you let yourself get distracted by a building. Right. But all of that doesn't matter because it's what happened. Um, And he is able to escape, interestingly enough, through like a little side door in the cathedral. And I will be honest. So I went to college for a year at an Episcopal school and um, we had a huge cathedral like in the center of campus. And there was this little bitty side door that like went out through a little, not graveyard, but like garden thing. And that was all like a picture when I was reading this. I was like, oh man, that's what I'm seeing right now. So um, that was fun. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do. I picture all the, I mean, I've been in the St. Louis Cathedral, the National Cathedral, the one in New Orleans, um, and the one in Savannah. And so I just, I just kind of have like, they all, I don't want to say this, but they do all kind of look the same. Um, Yeah, they definitely do have like a genre about them. We're not Catholic, by the way. No. And it's listening. We are not. Uh, But anyway, let's get to the end of this chapter. Uh, At the end, he escapes, and then he's able to, like, get back to Brom and let Safira know what's going on. And they do escape. They do get into the forest, but it is not to be, um, because then they are basically attacked at the end, and we don't know who it's by. But my prediction for this chapter is that it is the Razak. Like, who else would it be? Right. I mean, it's a fair prediction. Like, right. Especially when you click the next page and you see the chapter title for next time. I'm looking it up because I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I did have another prediction, um, which kind of came to be in this chapter. Um, it I predicted is like I wrote this down the very first page. I wrote Aragon's going to disobey all of Brahms' instructions. <laughs> Which to be fair to Aragon, he didn't really do he didn't really disobey it like intentionally. Um it just the disobedience happened upon him. Right. And you know, when he went to there he didn't think he would see the Razak there he didn't go like oh maybe the Razak will be there he was like oh this is interesting like I'm intrigued by this religion let me go see what I can learn right absolutely just remember curiosity killed the cat not Solemn no not Solemn am All I right, gonna mention yeah. Solemn in every episode probably <laughs> Is that all you got? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you, 
May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.